This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool nil, Burnley won. The Anfield invincibility has gone. The Reds beaten at home for the first time in the Premier League since April 2017. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome to the post-game podcast here on the Blood Red channel as we react to Liverpool losing their 68-game unbeaten run at Anfield. Coming up, Jurgen Klopp on why the Reds' goal-scoring woes are continuing. In the last third, in the last moment, decision-making is the moment, not how it should be. The Echo's Liverpool correspondent, Paul Gorst, watching on at Anfield with an honest assessment. Liverpool perhaps didn't deserve anything from this game where, once again, they struggle for goals and it's now well over 450 minutes without a Premier League goal. And our regular post-game contributors have their say. No creativity, we, we look clueless, we have no ideas, we don't know how to break teams down. Real, real problems for Klopp now. We need, we really need some results. We really need some goals. We really need something to happen. They'll be in a fight for the top four if they don't watch it. Insight, analysis and opinion all to come right here on the Post Game Podcast. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool's 68-game unbeaten record here at Anfield in the Premier League is finally over after a 1-0 defeat. Against Burnley, Ashley Barnes' second-half penalty enough for the Clarets to steal the three points and head back to Lancashire with a huge victory for Sean Dice and a massive uh, feather in his cap. It's Liverpool's first defeat in the Premier League since April the 23rd, 2017, would you believe? Um, but Liverpool perhaps didn't deserve anything from this game where, once again, they struggle for goals and it's now well over 450 minutes without a Premier League goal for Jürgen Klopp's Reds and uh, now looks as if they're fighting uh, tooth and nail to, uh, to get a place in the top four rather than retain this Premier League title. It leaves them six points behind Manchester United they were league leaders at the moment. Uh, Leicester and Manchester City also above them and they play uh, Tottenham Hotspur next in the Premier League who are also looking to, uh, to fight for the top four themselves. So Liverpool really got it all to do if they are to retain this Premier League title. Uh, Jürgen Klopp said after the game that it would be silly to think of any suggestions of, uh, of doing that just at the moment it is now very much a fight to uh, make sure that Liverpool are in the Champions League next season as things stand um, Liverpool really didn't create much once again they look bereft of confidence bereft of creativity without any real ideas beyond crossing it into the box James Tarkovsky and Ben Mee uh, happy to uh, soak that up and head them away all day uh, the best chance undoubtedly came towards the end of the first half and Divock Origi went clean through after a rare mistake from me. He shaped himself, steadied himself one-on-one with Nick Pope and somehow he's uh, crashed it against the underside of the crossbar. Um, he was taken off around about the hour mark, as was Alex Oxley, chamberlain both players uh, fairly ineffective. Mohamed Salah and Roberto Firmino unable to uh, to turn the tide and Liverpool looked as though they were heading for another goal with Straw at Anfield before uh, Ashley Barnes won the penalty late on. So Liverpool, uh, as I say, um, 68 games now without defeat until... Uh, it's finally come crashing down here in Anfield. Uh, Liverpool look further away than ever from retaining this Premier League title. Um, one day for 30 years for, of course, but now it's uh, very much a fight for the top four and see what transpires over the coming weeks and months. It's finished here. Burnley 1, Liverpool 0. Paul Gorsh trying to make sense of the Reds' run of form after losing their first Premier League game at Anfield since April 2017. Gorsh mentioning Jurgen Klopp and his comments after the game. Let's get straight to the manager then speaking with the media after the match. Jurgen, I've just heard your interview on Sky. I know you said that it's your fault and your responsibility, but I just wonder as well, 
you feel the luck's not quite with you at the moment when you look at Firmino's chance that, that made players? And and it, it, if it's more than that, then what do you feel was missing tonight? I know, no, it's not the luckiest period of our lives, for sure not. But um, I think it would be cheap. Would be a bit cheap to 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 put in our all in on that um, that we have not enough luck or in a specific moments. No, I I think we the, the, our problem is the decision making in the moment and decisions are, are based on informations I give, um, obviously and um, the the mood you are in. So how confident you are to do it in 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 really small spaces and stuff like this. So and that's why I said what I said um, and that's the reason why we didn't score. In these in these moments, I don't think when we we won games, we, everyone knows that it's not it's not cool to mention it now. But we won games with lesser possession against Burnley, with lesser chances against Burnley, and all this kind of. We won them tonight. We didn't win them because we didn't score the situations. And when I look at the game back now, and 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 when I think about it, and all the interviews, I had enough time now to think a little bit about. I mean, how is it possible that you lose that game? But we lost it. You know, we made even that happen, and uh, that's our and that means my fault. When you look at the games to come now, you must feel though still that this is a side that's capable of putting a run together that can thrust themselves right back into the title race now. Look, it's just not, how silly would that be if I sit now here losing against Burnley this game, didn't score for the last three, four games, I don't know exactly. And now as I talk about a title race, how silly would that be? So it's just, we have to win football games. That's why it was always like this. And for this, we have to score goals. There is no doubt about it. And um, that's what we have to change and have to do better. If things don't work, you have to work harder to, to, to do the right things more often, longer, more consistent, all these kind of things. But not talking like yeah, it's an easy, it's easy race. It's not. It's not. It shows a lot of things. It shows how it's incredible how good the boys and how consistent the boys were. But that was never something what anybody should have taken for granted. Because now we see they're all human beings. That's how it is. And now I have to make clearer what we have to do in the right moments, and then we will score goals again. Dom King, and then Dave Maddock. Oh, yeah. Um, Given the run that you've been on over the last two, two, three years where it's been win after win after win and so many good times, this is obviously the first sort of blip that they've, they've had. So how do you get the belief back into them? Because it, it seems... Not it, it in seems- telling you now any any wonder things or whatever. That's the job a manager and coach has to do. And it's not, I'm not the first one who has that situation. I will not be the last one, but it's not helping if I tell you now you um, what I what I will tell the boys and stuff like this. And anyway, uh, it's about this specific game, I, ch- I first have to think about because of the game I just did interviews. But it's all, it's not, still not rocket science, but it didn't work out again tonight. It's not the first game that it didn't work out. It didn't work out for two, three, four games or whatever. So that's what we think. It's not... All about, it's not about a performance, so it's decisive moments. We have to be, get better in, in the decisive moments again. We have to become ourselves again in the decisive moment, not in the, in the build-up. That's all good and, and these kind of things, how we do different things. In the last third, in the last moment, decision-making is the moment, not how it should be. So and now everybody will talk about it. It's not nice. That makes the problem not smaller. It makes it rather bigger and we still have to change it. That's what people do. And f- forgive me, um, I haven't seen any of your, your other interviews yet. Um, uh, there was a, an incident with you and Sean Dice at uh, halftime. Is there, um, could you tell us what happened there? Or well, What I said on television was that, um, and it's exactly the same, um, if he doesn't speak about it, I will not speak about it. All good. Yeah, thank you, Dom. Uh, Dave Maddock. 
But Jürgen, you, 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 you've said you didn't want to talk about confidence because of the obvious headlines, but it, it appears that the confidence is a little uh, damaged at the moment. So would, would, would you actually agree with that assessment? And also, is there any chance of you addressing that in the transfer market? Because the window is still open. So, I mean, that would be an obvious solution. Is there any chance of that? Well, these decisions as are not mine decisions. If if somebody thinks well you should do something, I that's so I cannot decide if you do something in the transfer market or not. So that must be clear. Um, but it's not that's not something I'm thinking about. Um, every everybody, it's it's just we can do with this group. We can play much better football. That's my concern. That's what I'm thinking about. And um, that confidence is not on the highest level. I think that's so obvious that I don't have to mention it. You can see it in, in, in specific moments. Again, a lot of, it's, it's like 95, 90% of, the, of all what the boys did all the time are, is still there. Uh, but the decisive 10% are in a moment missing. So now we have to work on this decisive 10%. And that's how it is. We worked always on them, but now we have to dig a little bit deeper to, 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 to get them back. Okay, final question, Karl Markham. Hey, Ergen, you, you said earlier at the start that um, the, the decision-making in the final third is down to the information you're giving the players. What has, what has changed? Don't really tell me what you've told them, but what has changed to change the way they, they react in that third then? No, no, no. It's not about... It's, a, it's not... They, 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 um, they have the right information. They get the right information. It's in the end. It's, of course, about... And I mean, I say it's my fault and say... I was not maybe not convincing enough, so or could not give enough confidence. That's my my job as well. I cannot say that we are not confident enough and then say I don't know why that happened. So that's how I understand the job. So it's about um, crossing the right moment, passing the right moment, and all these kind of things. It, it's not we get gave the wrong informations, but you need to be in the right mood to use them. You have to be brave in between the lines. You have to turn in between the lines. You have to pass the ball. You have to get it in between the lines. And then you pass in behind the line. And then the, then, the, then the fullback is coming from outside and is there and cross the ball. And it's not, again, that's not rocket science. But um, obviously it was not, it, it didn't happen tonight. And that's, I think, how I understand it for myself. And that's the only thing that's important for me in this case. Um, that's my fault. Frustration and disappointment clear to hear in the voice of Jurgen Klopp speaking in his post-match press conference. Well, coming up, your opinions in the Blood Red podcast Facebook group to come, as well as a few of our regular contributors, first of which reacting to the loss to Burnley is Hannah Pinnock. Well, that was a painful, painful watch. Um, it's one thing to see us draw game after game, but to watch us lose our home record at Anfield to Burnley of all teams um, it was not enjoyable viewing no game <laughs> recently that we've played has been enjoyable to watch it's just been painful <laughs> um, I just feel flat after that it's just little desire no creativity we, we look clueless we have no ideas we don't know how to break teams down we're trying this aimless crossing that's going nowhere and no one's picking the ball up in a, the right position it's always a little bit behind them or a little bit ahead of them or they're facing the wrong way and they can't do anything with it um i guess it doesn't help when you've got Origi one-on-one with the goalkeeper and he still manages to miss it um at that point, you're just thinking, yeah, we're never scoring again, to be honest. Um, 
I think it's fair to say we're out of the title race, to be honest. When you look at how good the teams are around us, um, we're battling for top four now and we don't even look likely of making that if we carry on as we are. Um, And this team, I think, needs to take a real hard look at themselves, the manager. Um, Not for a second do I doubt Klopp and, you know, his him being manager not for a second but serious questions need to be asked of of the way that we're playing um what we're trying and just i don't know what happened to the mentality monsters like i don't i must say i don't know if it's partly because of the lack of the crowd i think having fans in the ground I think adds to it and gives them that little bit of that extra something but we we almost had an invincible mentality last season um for most of it and that got us through some very difficult games where you think we're absolutely not scoring here and then they managed to to find something um And we had an aura about us. But as time's gone on and as teams have started to figure us out a little bit and get some results against us, you know, started probably from the Villa game, really. We've lost that and teams, teams think that, you know, they think they can get something from us and and they probably can. Um, And I think in part as well, that is down to the injuries that we faced. I think not having you know, two of our best centre-backs, you know, stunts us massively. We've, we coped for a while, but I don't know if that's starting to catch up with us a little bit now. We miss Jota. Um, I, even then, I think it's easy to say we miss Jota, but he could be playing right now and be in the exact same boat as the rest of them and not being able to find the back of the net. So I guess it's easy to sit here and say we miss Jota, but we don't know. Um, I'd, I'd like to think him coming back soon will give us that little bit of impetus and give us that little bit of something different inject something into this deflated team but yeah it's just it's difficult at the minute it's difficult as a fan because I don't want to be overly critical because of what this team's achieved you know this team won us our first league title in 30 years and the Champions League the year before that so it's difficult to to be angry in this current state you know you're only as good as your last game <laughs> and that was woeful <laughs> so um they've got they've got a chance to turn it around and they need to and we need to make top four i mean this season in my head always probably didn't feel necessarily like a write-off I don't want to feel like I'm saying that just because now we're at the title race but this season was always going to be a weird one in every sense of the word um you know this is a season like no other for a number of reasons um but we need to be in top four we need Champions League football if we're to sign the players that you'd like to think we'd go for and to keep the players that we need and then you know we can go again next season but top four has to be a priority now and it's, it's weird saying that because <laughs> only a few months ago everyone's talking about yeah Liverpool have won this title again and now look where we are so 
yeah, they've really got to turn this around. It's difficult. It's a difficult one. I think I can probably speak for all Liverpool fans that you're just feeling very deflated right now. Um, the world's rubbish and Liverpool are rubbish, so yeah. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Ross from Witness with his thoughts on Liverpool v Burnley game. The unbeaten run at home finally finished. Liverpool defeated 1-0 and huge job now for Klopp to get this team going again. Another game without a goal. That's, I think that's four or five games without a goal. Could have played for another 90 minutes, another 100 and God knows how many minutes we wouldn't have scored there today. Uh, shocking really. Um, yeah, really disappointed as you can tell. Um, there were some changes in the side. Matip was back in, which was obviously good, but disappointing in the end. I was missed out with a, sl- a slight niggle. A few changes up top. Salam Firmino on the bench and Avigi and Nath come in. And yeah, it's you're thinking a game at home we really really need the results after the results going the other way in some of the other games really needed to get out the blocks and it just never ever got going at all all neat inside you with the ball passing and but it just it just didn't happen um Origi had a couple of decent efforts early on and then he's missed that chance in the a couple of minutes before half time, the defenders made the only mistake they've made in the game. He's through on goal, must score. Hits the hits the post or bar or whatever it was, and and that was that first half, no goals, and so frustrating to watch. So frustrating. We're dominating the ball possession wise, but the the amount of aimless crosses into the box and you know Trent. You don't want to get on his back too much, but Trent, again, had an absolute stinker. Crossing-wise, I don't think he hit a red shirt. It was just aimless punting into the box. And it wasn't just Trent, there was other players doing it as well. Um, it was a real, real struggle. Burnley set up, as you'd expect, really solid. You know they've got a good defence, really don't concede many goals, so you're going to have to create something to get the goal. But it just didn't happen, did it? Second half, you're expecting maybe them to come out again with a bit of more fire. It didn't happen. It just didn't happen. Salem Firmino came on um, after about 10 minutes for the Ox and Uvigi. Ox was really poor, almost non-existent in the game, looked well off the pace. So had to go off Uvigi, you know, bits and barbers, but it's not good enough, not good enough. But yeah, Salah's had an half-decent chance. Pope's made a few good saves. Good one off Salah. Decent one off Trent, I think, in the in that second half as well. But it's just so frustrating to watch. Passing side to side, whipping the ball into the box aimlessly. I think we've had some of the stats there. We've had multiple 20, 30 shots on goal. But did we really create anything at that? Was any of it really clear cut? We've just lost our sparkle so much. I don't know what's the other. So many plays in the slump, obviously, our full backs. Obviously, this, the, the sense of half positions affected us. I thought Thiago was really poor today. I've, look, I've looked forward to getting Thiago in Liverpool shirt and seeing what he's about. And 
he was really off the pace today. A bit worrying. That is a little bit worrying as well. Such a class player. Been so excited about seeing him. He was he was awful. Didn't influence the game at all for the ability he's got. I think he's ruled for the last couple of games, to be honest. Yeah, he's got the passing range. Some of his tackling's woeful, isn't it? He needs to up his game, Thiago. Obviously, we know he's a world-class player, but at the minute, it's just not working. We need a bit of a rethink there, I don't know. We obviously missed Endo. I I do mention this quite a lot, but Endo, centre midfield, is it's everything for... To work to get this Liverpool side going, he wasn't there today for injury. The last few games he's been playing centre back, and I don't think it's a coincidence why we're struggling so badly without that without that influence in the middle. But like I say, we've got to give credit to Burnley. They've set up in a way, worked so hard for each other. They've got a world world class keeper there, Pope. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant keeper. Doesn't everything right. It takes all the pressure off the defence. Thought Ben Mee was great centre-back. Ashley Barnes put a shift in up front, really put himself about and won a lot of fouls in that second half to take the sting out of the game. Stup- stupidly given by some of our players. but And he's ended up winning a penalty. Is it a pen? It's, it's a bit of a soft one, possibly, but he does come flying out, Alisson, and there's minimal, if any, contact, but... I can see why it's given. I'm not going to moan about it. I don't think we can start blaming referees and we've got to look at ourselves. We've lost the game 1-0 and it's not down to the referee. It's down to our inability to create chances and to score. So, real, real problems for Klopp now. We need... We really need some results. We really need some goals. We really need something to happen. I suppose there's no better game uh, Sunday, Man United at Old Trafford. If we can go there, somehow pull a performance out the bag, get the confidence back. We've got a, it's such a tough run of fixtures coming up. I've, I've seen the fixtures for the next month or so. We've got a lot of the top six in there. I think Tottenham's our next league game. And we've got City, Everton, Leicester. They're, they're all in the next you know, month or so. It's going to be a huge, huge month. And we need to get our act together very quickly. Only 19 games gone, yeah, but we're drifting off a little bit now. We need to stay in that mix, so we need the result. Sunday, we could do the result. But then, yeah, Tottenham midweek, and we've just got to try and stay positive. Like I say, only halfway through the season. We need to pull our socks up. Klopp needs to have a serious, serious word with all these lads. Get this sorted. And we can go again for the second half of the season. It's not. Let's not be too downhearted, but that was a struggle today. But we'll go again Sunday and we'll be positive. Come on, Liverpool. Ross Strachan there with his take on the defeat to Burnley, ending the Red 68-game unbeaten run at Anfield in the Premier League. Even more views and opinions in our Blood Red podcast Facebook group. Simply search Blood Red on Facebook and request to join the group and get involved from there. David Allen writes, I backed them after the Manchester United game, but that was truly awful tonight. Not many players come out with any credit from that game. Crossing is so poor, passing is off. We don't look like we believe that we can score. So frustrated with that. Neil Coach says, are we really shocked? It's been coming and we got exactly what we deserved. Candy Floss crossing against a team of giants. Trent needs a new head. 
Mane can't pass four-yard balls. I don't know what Thiago's best position is, but it's not this. We had this coming, and now we lost our home record. I'm not knocking the boys' energy. They are trying, but we just look like our brains are fried. Travis Greenlee says, clearly I'm frustrated by today's result, and I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around why we've forgotten about the 4-2-3-1. I know we don't have Jota currently, but I still feel that this formation could give us a little more going forward. Any tacticians out there want to weigh in. And finally, David Beakhouse writes, when you walk through a storm, hold your head up high and don't be afraid of the dark. That certainly resonates now more than ever for the Reds. Well, for more like that, head to the Blood Red Podcast Facebook group. Follow the link in the description of this podcast, or you can simply head to Facebook and search for Blood Red. Final voice to hear from tonight with his take on the result is Mark Baker. really does feel almost as if you are watching the same Liverpool game on the loop week after week at the moment in terms of total domination set it territorially uh, opposition who are pretty much passive for most of the the fixture Liverpool find themselves in decent areas against the packed back line and then produce some of the worst decision making that probably a, a collective of what have been elite level footballers over the three year periods could make I mean some of the decision making from Liverpool because a lot of what Liverpool are doing and how they're preparing the game and how they're able to dominate the majority of the games. I mean, they didn't against Manchester United. They thought they totally lost control in the second half. But in the majority of these games, territorially and positionally-wise with the players, I mean, they're absolutely dominating um, and in sort of uh, camped in the in the opposition half. So a lot of that is is correct and no different to what Liverpool have done with the majority of the, the games that they played over the last few years. In fact, probably in terms of territorial advantage and amount of passes and and that kind of thing, final third entries, they're probably above any other time that, that they've actually played throughout the last three years, such has been the domination in these games, but they are just not able to make the right decision making. I mean, the amount of times the fullbacks are getting into good areas just outside the penalty area and not being able to pick out the right option that's in the penalty area. And then you've also got so many times from straight diagonal balls that might come from no reason to accelerate the game so much and lofted balls into the penalty area, which gives the 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 centre-forwards and the attacking players limited chance to prolong, them and, uh, prolong the attack. Or even, you know, Liverpool have got to be trying to probe in them areas. They've got all the ball, they've got to pack the fence against them. It's difficult, you know, people who say, you know, you've got to move the ball quicker. It's very difficult to move the ball quicker when you're playing against largely... Um, non-pressurising opponents and you have the ball for you know a, a long period it is difficult however around that final third what you've got to try and do you've got to try and play between bodies you've got to try and probe try and find centre forwards feet players feet in around the penalty area and create good good options when you get in there what you can't do is after a period of passing is just loft aimless balls or crosses that are played behind players or hit the first man it's, it's really disappointing because so much of what Liverpool are doing would see them win the majority of games in terms of how much ball they have. But they are a team whose 
throughout the team at the moment, I mean, you couldn't really stress many players at all who, who were playing very well. I mean, Fabinho has been, but obviously he made a mistake for the, the penalty today. But it's almost a situation where every player within the team is below the level of Binner. I mean, there's no doubt that the, the forward players have been massively below the level that we've become accustomed to. I think that his concerns may be that if you look at throughout the last two years especially, I think numbers have dropped in terms of the productivity. I mean, I still think they're absolute top players and I didn't really, I don't normally criticise Klopp, but I did feel that you're on, a, you're on a run where you're not scoring goals. The one thing you want to do is have consistency of players that you know will come good because of the quality they have and they've shown over a number of years. And when a team is disjointed and not functioning and not combining in that final third, to then chuck in a centre-forward who hasn't had a start all season and a midfield player, playing as part of your front three, because I'm, I just can't understand this Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain scenario where he operates on the right-hand side of front three. He's a player who likes to come towards the ball, see the game in front of him, you know, charge into space. He's not a player who stretches the playing behind or has the characteristics to play in the same way that Liverpool's centre, uh, wide forwards do. So I, I don't ever get it. I mean, you could you could argue that Burnley were just going to camp out in their own half anyway and, Maybe he wanted someone who was a threat in terms of shooting, but you, you get that from a central area. You've also got Chikiri now playing as part of a midfield three, but for me, he's always better when he comes off the right-hand side because he opens the game up onto his left foot. When he's playing in that tighter, more narrow area on his right foot, too often, sorry, and trying to manipulate the ball onto his left foot, too often it takes too long for him to be able to do that because the, the automatic passes to play off your right foot forward Whereas coming off the the wide position on the right, you can then come inside and combine, which is where he's at his best. So there is elements that I don't really agree with, and certainly the selection from the start today. I think you have to play your top players. I believe there's too much of a, a drop off, regardless of how if the level level of performance is below par from them forward players. I don't think you fix that by by bringing other players in who, who are way below the level and, and even aren't in the same player profile really, which I think just makes it more disjointed. So, I think the hardest part is, I think Liverpool have had a lot of destabilisation this season and you can factor a lot of things into the fact that they've dropped off massively. But to lose such a record in such a manner to such an, an average team, really, and I think that's the, the hard part to take, is that Liverpool have played such average teams who haven't really offered any as an attacking threat. But Liverpool are unable to manage their moments, the few moments that the opposition... Are, are capable of getting, whether it be a set piece or, again, isolated second ball into the box today. Not only are they not scoring in, in periods where they're on top, but they're also conceding at really poor moments as well. And, and to an extent, it's been coming. I mean, don't get me wrong, Liverpool have been fantastic over two years. I always felt that last year they were way, the points top was way above the level they were. Don't get me wrong, they're a fantastic side, but I think the points accumulation, they fell on the right side of, um, I don't think they were ever that far ahead of anyone, everybody else, but such was their mentality and their ability to, to, to get points from games, which could have gone either way. It meant that they were there. So so they, they always felt they were going to drop off. And, and let's be honest, since they came back after the COVID period, Liverpool haven't played well. They haven't played well for prolonged periods of time, and that's nearly a year now. So massively disappointing. And they've got some difficult fixtures to come. I believe they've got to keep doing what they're doing, though. It's not a time to change the philosophy or how they're playing because they're gaining 
so much good territory that you feel the results will change. However, it's it's really difficult at the moment to watch players who've, who've hit such heights and done so much for the club clearly struggling, and that's reflected in Liverpool's position. And they'll be in a fight for the top four if they don't watch it. Mark Baker with the final say here on the post-game podcast after defeat to Burnley. 68 and out for the Reds as Burnley end Liverpool's unbeaten home run in the Premier League as the wait for goals goes on. You've been listening to the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel.